We don't even have to have cold opens. <laughs> it's just if we want them. We don't have to have them. That's going to be the cold open. Yeah. That sentence right there. Fine. I don't even care. I'm not mad. We don't have to have cold opens. Hey everyone, and welcome to Bookheads with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. I didn't die at the end, it's Brett Irvin. I'm in a mood, Daniel Phillips. And we're a weekly, a monthly, a weekly book club podcast? We're, we're, we're a weekly book club podcast, uh, but we go over one book a month. Uh, we didn't die at the end, but we did read They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera, and this is the last section of that, part four. Part four, baby. Um, another book done. Close the close it. We finished it. <laughs> close that book. Do you guys want to talk about y'all's lives a little bit? Sure. Short story. Oh, Brett said sure. All right, he's going. Go first. ahead, buddy. Oh, me. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Oh, I was just answering the question. Go nope. ahead, pal. Um. So the Wikipedia of the day. <laughs> uh, the birth. Um. This is we're recording on a Sunday. But we're, I'm pretending like it's Thursday when we normally record. Birth Thanks, of, Daniel. Birth of democracy. No, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. No, you said, it, you said it enough. It was passive aggressive. I heard it. Sorry my fish died. Yeah, Brett. God. I wasn't going to say that. All right, it's Sunday now. <laughs> Mindy Kaling was born. Wow. Hey. Happy birthday, Mindy Kaling. Thanks, Mindy, for being born. I loved your show up until about season four. Nice. <laughs> womp womp. Cobble soul. Yeah. You know what? The Mindy Kaling show was well, great, and then they there. had the best character get off the show for no reason. I bet he had a was it Was it Mindy Kaling? She's no. the best character. It was her love interest. On June 24th, the Isner-Mahout tennis match. Oh, it was uh, the longest the tennis, tennis match of all time. Six and a half hours? Is that right? It's like 11 it hours. three days, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are the it course was, of two days. It was three, I think. Three? Yeah. yeah. But That's it was the longest one. tennis match of all time. They I changed think. the rules because of that match, pretty much. Yeah, they can't go that rules. long anymore. Unless it did. it's the finals. Yeah. Um, another sports thing. Um, my I'm a hockey fan, and the team that my pulled for, the Tampa Bay Lightning, made it to the Stanley Cup. Is so that a shout out to them? I don't know anything about hockey. Is that are they considered a good team? Like it. Yeah. Every year? Yeah, they won last year. Okay. The the so they're finals. Yeah, so they're they're doing good. They made it they made it back. So nice. this is a legitimate question. How how does Tampa Bay continue to be good when they're in Florida? Um because there's no there's no income tax, so they can huh. I mean, it's just it just just like most sports teams, they they just have good management. Oh, huh. And okay. they can no, probably I, that was a legitimate question because I feel like you, you know, like I don't yeah. feel like there's a lot of hockey around here because it's a football yeah. city. Their is ice, is, their ice is stronger. Yeah, it's strong. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, like, I'm sure a lot of these people are from the north. And I'm sure they love the north, but, like, imagine being able to, like, play your sport but also be able to go to the beach, like, yeah. the right after you leave your game. So. You know what I think it is? You know how runners uh, run in high altitudes to train themselves and because it's harder to breathe? <laughs> They, they play hockey in the heat. The, they gear up and go to the ocean. They skate, they skate, but it, the ice is all melted. So it's, it's really hard to skate. And so they get really good at it. Wow. That's all they're doing. It. Yeah. Secrets out. So, yeah. Nice. How about you guys? 
There you go. Uh, my short story is also sports related because everyone knows I'm a huge sports fan, massive sports fan. Um, but what I'm talking about is Mario Golf for the Switch. Super Rush? Is that what it's called? I think yeah. it's called Super Rush. Super, yeah, Rush. Super Rush. It's a good game. It's a great game. It yeah. just came out this past week. Uh, Mario Golf, a uh, fun franchise of games. It's the first one since the game Cube. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a special game to me because me, uh, or my, my sister and I, we played a lot of it growing up. Um, and that was kind of like our game. And like to this day, we still will like, like hop on the Nintendo 64 whenever we're together um and play some it's not like the game has changed either no it is that same formula same formula tried and true and it's great um and now the 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 beauty of it being on a console that's not made in the 90s is me and and katie can play katie and i can play from long distance so nice yeah bringing families together i will say thanks um, you guys have played a lot more than i have but i am currently undefeated yes you have you are indeed it's because of daisy yeah, we we know. <laughs> it's a good game. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll change that record. Yeah, did you guys practice like all weekend? We did yeah. play. I played for like five hours with Jacob <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it's been a Mario Golf weekend. It's a good weekend. The boys were hitting the the eighteen. What what do guys say when they go out? Did, I think they, they say, say the links. Did the guys say the boys were hitting the eighteen? Is I that think, a saying that probably. golfers say? I think sure. I think dads go out and they say the boys boys be swinging. <laughs> the boys be yeah. swinging. Boys be boys be swinging for eighteen. Boys be, sounds... boys be swinging for eighteen. Yeah. That's I've heard my dad say that. I think, I think so. that's yeah. the same. That's the thing with golf. It's all about creativity. It's yeah. coming up with your own saying. At my house back home, we the have boys a live, be swinging. live laugh love sign, and then we have a boys be swinging. Boys for be 18. swinging. <laughs> golf swing love love. <laughs> Daniel. Uh, oh uh, well, let's just uh, let's just say. Uh, my weekend was pretty hot and steamy. Hot and steamy. If you know, if you know what I'm saying. Ow, ow. I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not. The weather. That's all I'm gonna say. That's oh, all you're gonna okay. say. Yeah. It Nothing was too else. steamy to too be recorded. Steamy. I'll say. Uh, I'll say. Uh, uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep <laughs> over the weekend. If you know. Uh, uh, if you know what I'm saying, and you're probably thinking to yourself, Daniel probably had a classic. Four guys go camping, three guys That's... brought hammocks, and only one brought a two-person tent. And then, and then that they one all had to sleep. set up the two-person tent, and then it started pouring rain. And so we all four got in the two-person tent. And then you're probably thinking, I bet the rain cover fell off. And so all of the rain got inside of the tent, and it was like sleeping in a puddle. And it was like sleeping in Shrek's armpit. Hey, I meant to ask you, how was camping this weekend? And if that's what you're thinking, you would be absolutely correct. I slept in a tent on an incline with four guys. With water, like... With my feet... On your body at all times? My feet were underwater in the tent. And also, something was walking around behind. It got so bad in the tent that two guys just said, screw it. And they slept out in their hammocks in the pouring rain. And then something was walking around the campsite. And it really freaked us all out. I'm not going to lie. Your eyes are super bloodshot. I got maybe 
45 minutes to an hour of sleep last night. So pretty good experience all around. I had, I had a great time this weekend. That was the worst night of sleep I've ever had. Oh, was it a I, was it a big thing creeping around? It sounded big-ish. I was in the tent, so I didn't care because, you know, bears respect tents. Yeah, they know you're, they won't, just, they won't come they know you're just chilling. Uh, but they, they respect your privacy. And actually, you, should, not, you, you would have just said, oh, hey, I'm changing in here. And the yeah. bear would have been like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, like 10 days ago, some some girl got pulled out of her, you know, hammock by a bear. In those Smokies. woods? Yeah, in the Smokies. I love the Smokies. So Not because of that. Did yeah. the bear get in Bad the time email. to say I love He's them. like, I just really wanted to he, Yeah, he them. just pulled her out to... All right, I probably shouldn't joke. <laughs> I want to see. She she left. Okay. I want to see how cozy it was. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was my weekend. I went camping with three good friends, and it rained on all of us, and the rain cover fell off my tent, and it got all inside. Did you think about putting the rain cover back on the tent? So it didn't fall off the tent. It got blown it away. Got, it rained so hard that oh, the got through. tent just got really damp and it was literally leaking water. So it, it's, it sounds like it's um, rain resistant, not like waterproof. It's a bad tent. Okay. It's a two-person tent. Yeah. It's a six-by-six six tent. <laughs> but anyway... I'm very nice. tired right now. Sounds like you had a great time. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. Don't worry. This is a hot take. Okay. Um, from a bu- from a book nerd, so maybe this will be well received from our audience. Uh-huh. Camping sucks. I hate it. Don't I, like it. Never once had as fun as I thought I would. You go out. I love. Don't get me wrong. Love nature. I love being outside. Yep. Love looking at things. Love campfires. Love. Uh, smoke, yeah, I have an issue with. Yeah. Um, this it gets on your clothes and stays. Mm-hmm. But like b- being outside. Is great. It's wonderful. God's creation, all about it. But we made indoors for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then That's people right. nowadays are like, wouldn't it be so fun if we went outside and didn't have all of the stuff that hundreds of, and thousands of years of evolution and ancestry went into building safety for us and, and, and food and air conditioning and, and TVs and books. Nope. Let's go outside and roll around in the dirt. You can have a buck outside. Yeah. You can okay. have a TV outside, too. Huh. Glamping. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy. Don't bring camping. <laughs> anyway, let's get into A short book. hike? Not bad. That's a good game. No, no, no. A short hike in real life. Not bad. Oh. Camping? The game. No. I saw four waterfalls. But was it within a short hike? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Good. Uh, Brett, hit us up with that recap, bro. <laughs> Wait, do you like? Do you not like my energy? We're recording on a Sunday. Anything Can you see can me right now? Yeah, you're tired. I'm like, my, just woke up. my energy levels are pumping because I just had coffee. Can you just kick me when you need me to say something? Sure. Yeah, we'll just throw water. We'll just throw water on you. <laughs> no, please, no more syrup, Mister. Hey, you're under. Hey, th- is this tent better than the one that you slept in? The podcast tent. Maybe. Could this have held water better? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. I did coat it with Flexi Seal. <laughs> you could put this thing in the water and row it like a boat. I wish I coated my body with Flexi <laughs> Seal. <laughs> so we're going to do this one differently. Uh, this one's just going to go in order instead of basically by chapter. Because before I was reviewing each person separately throughout the entire part. But now I'm just going to go in order. Um, this is part four. So we start with Mateo. They show up at the club, um, Cliff's great Clint's graveyard. Yeah. And he's nervous. He wants to be brave for himself and Rufus. Um, they toast. 
Rufus gets him to do karaoke. So Rufus goes up with him. They do um, American Pie by John McLean, which is actually, fun fact, one of my favorite all-time songs, and I did memorize it at one point in my life. Oh, nice. So that was pretty cool. Um, So they sing American Pie. They get a roaring applause. Then they go backstage, and Mateo pulls Rufus in, and they kiss. And he said... It's smoochy. Yes, and he says, I finally kissed the guy who brought me to life the day he was going to die. Um, Rufus yells at him, like, finally, like, I've been waiting for you to do this. Yeah. Um, and then they see the Plutos, and then you we skip over to Howie Maldonado, who's the author. Uh, he's been hiding in his hotel room all day because he got the death cast. He finally meets up with Delilah, and he mentions, callback to last episode, that there's her head is bandaged. Because of the bombing. Because she was she in that died. bookstore yeah. bombing. Yeah. They're driving in the car, and Delilah had also gotten the, the, death, cast. the death cast. Mm-hmm. So there's two of them in the car together. Uh, and then you're in Howie's perspective, and all of a sudden the car jerks, and you're to assume that he's crashing. And you find out why he's crashing, which is because Peck's gang is like running through the streets trying to get over to Clint's graveyard to shoot Rufus. They didn't get the call, so they felt invincible. Yeah, and so they're running through the streets and they run out in front of that car which causes the crash. So they cause and Howie Maldonado is dead. Um so we talk we go to Delilah quickly and she's now lived through two near death experiences. So now she thinks that her we come back to this later her boyfriend is she definitely thinks that he's messing with her cuz mm-hmm. he works at Deathcast. So we go to Rufus again. Uh, he hugs the Plutos. He apologizes to Amy and they reconcile. Malcolm and Tego and Amy meet Mateo and Lydia and they thank him for taking care of Rufus. And so they agree to all go dance. So they do that. Then we cut back to Mateo. Um, he's dragging him to the dance floor. Uh, they slow dance together. Um, then Mateo has a moment with Lydia where he apologizes to her for never talking to her about his sexuality and like who's who he's interested in and she's like again she kind of is just like lovingly like upset with him like hey like i obviously would have loved and supported you and like i wish you had told me not in like a mean way but she was like oh like i wish you would have told me that would have been awesome right um so then he sees peck's gang confronting the plutos and his heart starts pounding peck pulls the gun and he runs to rufus and he almost gets trampled uh we cut to rufus Wondering how Peck found him. Uh, he's worried about Mateo because he sees Mateo running up behind him. But then Peck turns around. Mateo punches him. Knock, doesn't knock him down. But then they eventually wrestle the gun away. And Malcolm comes over. And it's funny part. It kind it's, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. But the one of Peck's gang, the one who knew Mateo, yeah. is about to punch, like, kill, basically kill Mateo, you're to assume. And then he stops because he recognizes him. From when he was younger. Shoot. And so Malcolm comes in and just knocks him all over. And then uh, Rufus picks up the gun, shoots all the bullets into the wall. And then they leave. And so from there we go to Dalma Young, who created the Last Friend app. app where, you know, she just br- briefly reviews um, overhearing the train conversation between um, the two girls that mm-hmm. found... Rufus and Mateo's journal, and then she sees Rufus and Mateo run by, and she kind of wonders, like, what what they're doing. Back to Mateo. They're running. He imagines losing Rufus, um, and he wishes he had more days with him, so he wants to go home and spend more time with him at home where they're safe, and they can just, like, 
chill to yeah. an extent. Um, goes back to the Plutos. They see Peck and his gang get arrested. Amy feels bad because she was almost the reason he died. But then they all reconcile and hug. Back to Rufus. They uh, Mateo calls him Roof, which is really cute because Rufus is like, I think he said only his family called him that or no one ever called him that. It was just like something. I don't think he'd ever been called that. Yeah, but he loved it. And Mateo's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And Rufus is like, nah, I love that. They, Mateo is sad that um, his dad's not going to be there to meet the first boy that Mateo brings home. Um, They have a really sweet moment in Mateo's room where he takes more pictures of him. And then Mateo uh, sings him uh, Your Song by Ellen John, which is what he was singing to his dad earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like a really special moment. And Mateo, Rufus is videoing it. Um, So they kind of play house, as Mateo says. Um, and he tells Rufus, I would have loved you if we had more time and professes his love, which Rufus reciprocates. Um, Mateo climbs into his lap and they wish for a peaceful passing. Uh, so they assume, you know, they go to bed. They right. take a nap. Right. Uh, Mateo wakes up feeling invincible. Uh, he watches Rufus leave and then he goes to make tea so they can like get up and go to the hospital. But if you remember earlier from the book... His stove was broken, and he told one of the neighbors. One of the neighbors to fix it. Who then later you find out said, "Oh, you know, he's like, oh, the neighbor. He told the neighbor not to worry about it, and so he never came and fixed it." So there's a bit of an explosion, a fire that occurs, and Matteo, you know, kind of says that he sees the burner like basically explode in his face. So Rufus wakes up to smoke, Um, smoky apartment. He runs outside, makes it outside is pissed at the neighbors for not doing anything to help um, because they all know that they're both Deckers, or at least Mateo's a Decker. So he runs in, finds his Mateo burned up, his back and his face, and drags him out. Firefighters try and prime free because he's, like, holding on to Mateo, not wanting him to go. They finally get him, and they start to take him downstairs in a stretcher, but then they realize that he is Mateo's past because they pull out a body bag and Rufus is pissed and is like, he's like, no, we can save him. We have to try. But he finally kind of accepts it and they take him both to the hospital. Rufus is in the ICU and he reads all these messages from the Plutos on his Instagram. They're all saying hashtag Pluto for life. Um, and then he texts them that Mateo's passed and they kind of, you know, all the the condolences, condolences in. Yeah. flood in. He, he calls Lydia. Yeah, he he calls Lydia. Tells her, and he needs to get some rest, but he sends one last text um, and tells the Plutos to orbit each other so damn hard. But yeah, he has a nightmare, wakes up from it. it was, the nightmare was Mateo blaming him for him dying. But he says, no, Mateo's you know, selfless. He would never do that. He calls Lydia. Uh, Lydia vows to keep Mateo's uh, like spirit and memory alive. Um, that's kind of the, the end of that storyline as she... like is determined to keep his spirit alive. Um, You go to Delilah Gray. She writes the obituary for the writer, and you kind of find out that her boyfriend wasn't lying, and she calls him and is like, hey, like, what's up with this? And he says, no, I wasn't lying to you, because they had just kind of, like, broken up a little bit. And so he's super depressed, the boyfriend is, because they had already half broken up, and now he finds out that she's going to die. But she... she says she's going to go to the Althea Diner, the one that Rufus and Mateo went to earlier. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, stay there. I'm going to come there. And so he goes down, jumps in his car, and he's going to rush over to the diner. 
So Rufus says, you know, I'm not going to spend my last moments in the ICU because he only has a couple hours left. And he can leave due to Decker rights. They, yeah. they have the right to refuse. And so he can he can get up and leave. First, he goes and says goodbye to Mateo's dad. You know, seeing, like tells him all about Mateo, writes him a letter, um, shares his username so he can go look at right. Rufus's Instagram. And then he heads towards um, Althea Park. He just wants to spend time. Or he goes to the diner slash park. Because he just wants to, you know, go to a place that he loves. Mm-hmm. And he wonders, you know, if Mateo's found his mom and, you know, when he's going to meet him again. And he starts to watch a video of Mateo singing from earlier than in the night. And puts his uh, he's down. watching. Yeah. So he puts his headphone in and he's watching the video and he starts to cross the street. And he meant he notes I start to cross the street without an arm to hold me back, which was Mateo. And then it cuts. And you're to assume that Delilah's husband or boyfriend, the one who's speeding to the park, hits hits Rufus with his car on the way there. So then that's that's the end. That's the book. That's the book. That was a faster way to do that. They didn't both die at the end. They both died at the end. No, they did not. Was there there an epilogue? (laughs) Nope. One dies at the end is what it should be. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Because you're saying Ru- so. No, technically, Rufus... Mateo died near the end. Yeah, Rufus died. Near Rufus the end. died. Maybe. At... No, no. You're saying that we did, we didn't actually read Rufus died, so you're right. refusing. You're in denial. Oh, yeah. so he he didn't. He just dodged the car. He didn't even say they're gonna hit by a car. It just said he was yeah. walking across the street. That's yeah, true. Hold him back. One I... dies at the end. One dies. Good point. Okay, so let's discuss um, because I want to hear y'all's thoughts on the overall book. Now that we're finished with it. Yeah. What do you guys think of They Both Die at the End? Uh, best parts, worst parts, would you change anything? Best part was the whole scene with... Dan loved when they died at the end. Uh, when one died at the end. Oh, my God. Um, the best part was the whole scene at uh, Clint's, Clint's bar? Clint's yeah. Graveyard. Clint's yeah. Graveyard. Yeah. Loved that. That whole scene was great. Um, not even, like, Pex Avengers coming in, but just, like... Just the singing and, like, right. yeah, cool scene. Worst part, by far, part two, Mateo, man. Still, I'm clinging to that. Oh yeah, you're really part two. Mateo killed me. You're really upset about Mateo's just part. Just part two, Mateo. (laughs) Just part two, Mateo. Mm -hmm. Um, overall, I I liked how the little tie-ins with like, you know, like the the stove and yeah, him rushing to get to this like writer who was like mentioned throughout. Um, I wish I had more, and this is just like because of the type of book i like to read i wish i had more with death cast yeah because yeah. i that, that was like the hook for me That's right what I was yeah i kind of want the sequel in. to find out like more about the origin of death cast what if this, never mind i'm not gonna say that uh, say i have it. to say it now what if the <laughs> sequel started with just like rufus gets hit by <laughs> that's the first sentence rufus was hit by victor hits rufus <laughs> moving on um yeah i wanted more with death cast um i would liked more with Rufus, honestly, I think Mateo got a lot of stuff, and Mateo got a little bit more closure in my mind than Rufus did. Mm-hmm. And I was more interested in Rufus's character from the beginning, so I kind of wanted more with him. But it was almost like I, I think Rufus was more played out because of like the Plutos, and like you kind of uh-huh. knew his stuff more. But yeah. I really liked his like 
backstory of like death cast denial and like how why was he the one that survived the crash that yeah I, I thought well, that was interesting yeah yeah um but yeah good book i liked it i had uh kind of sad thoughts stressed me out i had a different ending in mind when i i texted parker yeah because i knew finished. he'd already finished yeah, yeah. And so I was at the part where uh, he says, let's go back home mm-hmm. right after I got out of the, the, the club. Right. And I said, hold on. And I, my, the way that I thought it was going to happen. You wanted to, you wanted to call your shot. So you texted me. Yeah. So I said um, that they would get home and I, I immediately remembered the stove thing. And I, yeah. I was like, okay, this is definitely going to come back into play. There's no way. So I figured they would go back home I wasn't really sure how they would like close out the other storylines, but I figured they would go back home and like peace, like, and they kind of were leading up to it. And I was like, here we go. And when they like went to take a nap and fall asleep, they had just had like such a sweet moment. And I thought there was going to be some kind of like Gas. carbon monoxide yeah. leak. And they and they would it would like carbon monoxide poisoning. Where that. When that happens, you just like you just honest to God, off. Brett texted me that, and I was like, mm, I kind of wish that was the ending of the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I loved it. I it was loved, like more peaceful. I loved your called shot. Yeah. So I, I mean, and I mean, did you? Sorry, I don't want to. No, 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 no. That was yeah. They just like they would like have peacefully fallen asleep together. I, I didn't like that Rufus had to, and I, I know, I mean, they had talked about right. it in the earlier the book, right? Like, who's he's like, die don't first. die before me. But like the right. fact that it, was it had to so be traumatic, painful. yeah. Like the fact that he had to see Mateo's like burned, burned body yeah. and drag him out of that, and like, and then see like the the scene of him like begging them to try right. to like resuscitate yeah. him, real like, dark turn. Yeah, it, it was a, it almost like was jarring for me a little bit because yeah. I was like. It's like kicking Rufus while he's down. Like he already had to go through all that other stuff. Well, and they they kind of set up the the uh, red herring right of of Clint's graveyard. They were going right. to do this scene. And, yeah. And, and so in your mind, uh, the reader, you're thinking, Rufus okay, the someone, yeah, like and like they even played it like you thought like Mateo might die by like, like he'll jump jump in front of the bullet or or Rufus is going to die and then like Mateo's going to like grieve him and that. Yeah. Uh, but you know yeah. something like that. And then they get out of that and have that beautiful scene yeah. of them like it was so great. professing their love and and you know there was a just like a like great Mateo moment. singing they, for him. They and, were on their island yeah. of safety and everything. And I was like, man, what a what a cool thing. And I, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, what if they both die in some like well, I didn't I didn't have I forgot the the stove part yeah. so that I thought was a great idea but um just like a sweet like right just more like a, peaceful like right or or like something as dumb as like what if they both died from like it, like in their sleep from like a, a heart attack yeah, or something, something. I, I don't yeah. know just anything Where it's but just, just like, like the jarring the, of it having that and and I don't know maybe his maybe his commentary there was like death isn't pretty like yeah. as much as um, you can't control it or whatever. right, and like as much as we like, you know, romanticize it in stories and stuff like that, or or, or like use it for like reasons why pe- you know whatever yada yada yeah. yada. Yeah. It you know a lot of times is is sudden. It's a lot of times unfortunate. Yeah. It's a lot of times filled with sadness and ugly. But like he had already taught us that lesson throughout yeah. the book. It felt like <clears throat> laying yeah. it on pretty thick with both like Rufus's side and right. Mateo's side, right. like Mateo's mom and. And uh, Lydia's boyfriend, yeah. and then Rufus is like whole family, yeah. And so, so I like I don't know. For me, just kind of jarred it at the end a little bit, and I don't know. It left a little bit of a like sour, yeah. And I don't. I mean, I I really right. yeah, I yeah. liked nothing the book. against. Yeah, I liked the book. I think that Adam Silvera wrote a fantastic book. The, I think my biggest critiques of it 
would be the ending of that what we just talked about um and then this is kind of this is a, a, this i'm just kind of mimicking what you said daniel but for me it felt like we kind of like uh, <laughs> uh got like tricked not tricked but just like whoops a daisy slipped into another like romance novel like and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. nothing wrong with that it was beautiful yeah. a beautiful romance i loved the you know all the stuff the the ending scene with them at the bar and then them going back home in the island but like i did want just a little bit more of the sci-fi world <laughs> i think so yeah. i don't know that was i mean that Oof. obviously wasn't his intention as as the writer so no no fault to him there but yeah. if if you think even further into like the 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 consequences of how they died too is like they could have done a scene where they go see his dad beforehand and like still share the message and everything and then like peacefully yeah died but in this sense like his dad's going to return home and their apartment's going to be burned down like if yeah. his dad wakes up he's going to return home and their apartment's going to be gone all all their stuff like all his memories of Mateo because it burned in a fire right which is really depressing. Also traumatic. Like, the fact that Lydia has to know that, like, the way that Mateo went out wasn't in some, like, right. better way than an ex- a fire explosion. Yeah. Like, and, and the, Rufus does note, he's, like, he's, like, obvious. He's, like, he gets up. He's upset. Obviously, he's not actually mad at him. He's upset. He's, like, oh, why did Mateo get up? We promised we would never, we would stay yeah, in our fortress. Right. And he's, like, of course, he was doing something selfless for the both right. of us. Like He was making tea. Yeah. Was sweet. Yeah. But also, like. Victor, who is about to lose his fiance, his fiance yeah. to death cast, also runs over Rufus on the way there. Yeah, which is like another traumatic experience. I, I mean, like this world, like I, yeah, I and thought, I know our world is no like better, yeah. but still, I thought I thought Rufus is, the, the way they ended it with Rufus. I thought was kind of neat. I, yeah. I, I was fine with the ending. Yeah, um, no, they, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I just agree. Meant, like, though, the the, the con- was, if you think beyond, yeah, like both of them are pretty traumatic. Like yeah. it's not just like. Which I guess, like, any any young death is traumatic. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah overall, it was, it was great. But uh, I will say that if you are interested in, like, the sci-fi kind of portion of this book, uh, there's a book called Scythe that's a trilogy with a really similar concept of, like, knowing death mm-hmm. and, like, how death works. And, like, it's not... A company calling you telling you you're dying but pretty much every human is immortal and there are these people called scythes that basically do population control oh but, gosh uh, but on a level of like humanity is perfected and like there's no other way that we can die there's no other and way you can like, die we'll and so the scythes will come and glean you but they're not like villains like one of the main characters he's a scythe and when he has to, Interesting. When he has to glean someone, he'll invite their entire family over and feed them like a big feast, and huh. the family becomes like immune to being gleaned by the scythe. Oh, that's. And that's so, if you're interested in like yeah. kind of similar huh. concept, that, no, I've heard like really sci-fi, good things about that series. That's, well, yeah. I've read the, I read the first book, and like it's the the world is very interesting, hmm. and like if you like this, you should you yeah. check that out. Cool, yeah. you might like that too. That's a good recommendation. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, but would you would you change anything about the ending? I I, I wish it wasn't brutal because the twenty pages before the ending was such a big high note. Yeah, to have it end on a big low yeah. is not something I'm really looking for in books. Like, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I think I like closing a book and being like, yeah, like feeling good. I also think I and this might be. I, I, 
context is such a big thing. Like re- what's going on around yeah. me is such a big thing with how I experience any type of media or consumption. Um, and in, in this case, I mean, after getting done with the, I mean, not getting done with still ongoing, a like horrendous pandemic and yeah. stuff like that. And I've also read too many sad books lately. I think it just wasn't maybe what I needed at, at, so I don't know. That's, that's a very myopic view, you know, uh, but we reiterate this all the time. We're also not critics and we're also not that smart. Right. We, like, <laughs> yeah, th- we're never going to write a book. Like right. we're never going to have an acclaimed book. <laughs> like, I think there, yeah, there but, was the, the one moment that I did, there was a lot of like, like under the surface beauty in the last, like the, in the brutality of it's almost you, like pieces coming together. Yeah. Like if you listen to Rufus's commentary over the last moments, there is like yeah. a lot of, he does say a lot of beautiful things, like how you can have that feeling of when he's crossing the, sh- like, you know, that Rufus was at peace. Yeah. That's like the one thing that I chose to take away from the end is yeah. that like, cause if you think about like how sweet of a moment that would be of like, he puts in his headphones and he's watching a video of Mateo sing yeah. to him. Yeah. Like that's, that's like the sweetest. And he that he was just like in, he was already in heaven at that moment. And yeah. so it's almost like, Hey guys, why did Rufus cross the road? To, to get to the other side. <laughs> it's the same joke. Still dark. <laughs> wait, is that <laughs> the original meaning of that joke? Yeah. Did you, did you wait? Am I wait? Hang on. Okay, because this happened to me not That's long ago. That's the original ago. meaning of that. Why joke? Why did a chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Is so it like just, the afterlife? Yeah, because chickens get hit in the road all the time as roadkill. Crazy, right? Dude, chick- I never knew wait that was second. the. Do chickens no, no, no. Get hit? Wait a second. No, no, I guess they. I mean, I think it was a more common thing back in the day. But that is the <laughs> yeah. reason. So, like that joke actually has <laughs> That's wild. right from. I never knew that was the afterlife. I thought they just meant like to get to the other side of the road, the and side. it's like tongue in cheek. No, it's to get to the other to side. Die. Yeah. Whoa. Why did the Rufus cross the road? Sorry. That's like. <clears throat> I'm almost 30 years old and i just found out the meaning of that joke yeah is this a widely known thing i don't know i feel like not. am i dumb i had no idea i've never i thought it was just lazy right i mean that's i, I thought like, that was the point of the and, joke and i think as like, like kids like every kid knows that joke but i don't think they know why it, they're telling i was about it. to say if a kid says it then now I mean that's so ominous now i'm gonna tell him i'm like you know you know what that means <laughs> you know what that means death um, another highlight of the book for you went me, across the road too. Uh, oh, I, think, I think Adam Silvera um, and his buttery chin, his beautiful chin. I think that Adam Silvera really likes the movie Moulin Rouge because it's he referenced movie. it. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure two of the song, I mean the Ellen John song, Ellen John, your song, your Moulin song Rouge. is like obviously like a massive piece of Moulin Rouge. And then I'm pretty sure one of the uh, someone else sings or mentions Moulin Rouge in the book. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought that was fun. Ewan McGregor, they mentioned him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But he was the one that hit Rufus in the car. <laughs> yeah. He went. He went. God. Maddie showed me that movie. I think we've even talked about Moulin Rouge yeah. before. Yeah. And I, I just really like it. And, it's really good. Um, yeah. I, I think of me and Maddie every time. I think of that like oh. movie. So. Oh. They uh, sing. Yeah. They. they a lot. You can find them on rooftops a lot of the time singing songs to each other. To the moon. Yeah. yeah. A, oh, that's cute. Play on words because that's your last name if you didn't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> any, right. uh, any final thoughts? Final thoughts on the book? Um, uh, no, but I got an author's note. Yeah, hit me with that. Um, so this is just some cool uh, more uh, They Both Die at the End content coming to you listeners and to us soon. Um, so it actually has been picked up as a full TV show by HBO Max partnered oh. with J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. Hit so, me with a Bad Robot. Bad Robot. Is that how it is? I can't remember. It's something like uh, that's that. That's really right? high. It's, it's, I don't think it's as high as that. Oh. 
bad robot. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, is it like his son or someone? No, name? it's just like a creepy like that's robot. That's, that's like the logo. Yeah, I remember it's the. I know it's yeah. I know it's the robot running back and forth, running yeah. back and forth in the grass. I didn't know there was an audio part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, good director. That's very cool. Good. Good studio. I mean, if it's HBO sci-fi, JJ Abrams is a part of it. Yeah. These days, and I feel like I mean, plenty of lens flares, but I mean, I feel like that's got good potential to be. Yeah, I, I bet. I wonder if they would go more in depth into the death. They cast might. That's stuff. I was. I had that. I had that same thought because they. I mean, maybe with a show, they might you know take some creative liberties and flesh that out a little bit. Or more. at least they could. You know, I assume that season one is like the book. Maybe season two. Wait, is it two seasons? No, no, no. no. I, yeah. I just mean, I mean it could if they do, yeah, if, if they, they do a second season, yeah. they could they could just, go further into death. I hope one, one and done. Yeah, I'm just I saying necessarily. I'm just unless, well, well, so I will say Adam Sawyer is pinning the script for it, which is great because cool. that means it'll at least be true enough to the source material as long as you know it's not janked yeah, up. Yeah, so by maybe he he wouldn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Write another book. He'll just say, "All right, well, we'll do it in a show now." Yeah. But anyways, all that to be said, thank you, Adam, for your book and for letting us read it and talk about it. Uh, Thanks for coming on our podcast. And thank you, listeners, for anyone who uh, read along and sent in thoughts and are participating. Uh, We just finished our fourth book, and we're about to start our fifth. So July, we are kicking off. number five. Shadow and Bone, right? Just the TV show. Just the TV. Yeah. We're just actually we're t- reviewing we're taking each a break. episode. We're going to watch Netflix. We're breaking up no, the episodes. Reading the first Shadow and Bone book. Yes. So we're jumping into the Grishaverse. Is that what it's called? Yes. I know zero things about this entire series. Um, I Is know. Like I know probably John Grisham. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so this will be this will be an, an, an interesting thing because this is the first book that we're reading that one of us has read prior. Yes. I have read the first Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, not the other. No, no, I, ha- no I haven't read uh, Seizure Storms. I ha- no, I haven't even finished the series Shadow and Bone. There's three books in that one. Then yeah, there's the two tra- in the second right, series, right. which is a part of the show also. Anyways, we're jumping on the hype train and on the bandwagon. Cool. When, uh, are, we, when are we dipping our toes into the Grishamverse for all those dads out there? The Grishamverse. <laughs> we need to throw our dads a bone and, and read a John Grisham Tom novel. Clancy. Yeah. Um, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to read <laughs> fantasy because we're big nerds. Uh, and also there's a lot of hype around it. And I think a lot of people probably read those books recently. So hopefully you'll be excited about that. Tell your friends, uh, reread along or read along for the first time and send us in your thoughts. Um, where can they find us guys? Uh, they can find us at, um, Netflix, Netflix, watching the Shadow and Bone TV show. I think we're on uh, Facebook. No, we're not. Um, we're big on Facebook. We have a Craigslist section. <laughs> Link, okay. LinkedIn. All right. Every time. Bookinspod on uh, LinkedIn.com. Twitter, which is a garbage website that we don't actually use. Do we have a uh, Tinder account? It's at bookends with friends. Instagram is uh, at bookends underscore with underscore friends. And uh, TikTok is at bookends with friends. And then Gmail. Gmail, bookends with friends at gmail.com. AOL as well. No, no AOL. But do email us. Uh, if you like the show, thoughts on the show, how we can improve, um, stuff like that. We're excited to continue down this road. What's our ins- AOL Instant Messenger account? Our AIM. Uh, uh, what's our AIM account? Yeah. Uh, uh, catch us on... Um, uh, I can't have anything funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ask Jeeves about us. Ask Jeeves. Um, yeah, I'll know. No, Does Bing have an, a, a Gmail or like a, a mail? Is Bing still around? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bing us. It's um, <laughs> their their Jeeves is a. Um... If you Bing bookends with friends, something might come up.
Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, but maybe yeah, maybe a better podcast. Maybe a better. <laughs> um, let's bookmark it there. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Hmm. Uh, Daniel looks like he's about to be the one that dies at the end. Maybe we'll talk I'll about be the other one. Hey, because there was only one. We're gonna try. Wait, Dan, there's a car coming to talk about death less next book. Is Shadow Boat only about death? No, there's no, no. probably some death in it. There is some death in it, but it's there's it's a lot fantasy. of there's a big cloud. I think it's very fantasy. A, big, a lot of fog. Very YA. So shadows. I mean, there's bones. So. I'm so tired. I'm so sleepy. Okay, we're gonna bookmark it so so Dan can take a nap. Daniel can go to bed. Special shout out to Jacob uh, for the intro and outro of our podcast, as always, and shout out to Maddie Moon for the wonderful art for our podcast. Thank you both. And remember, the real friends were the books that didn't die at the end. That didn't die at the end.